to finish our course in Jesus. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are moving on today in our study of Acts chapter 20. Today we're going to be looking at verses 17 through 25. And um, Paul is speaking in this passage to the Ephesian elders, the elders in the church in Ephesus, and um, speaking to them about his ministry among them and his preparations for moving on in his ministry uh, in other places. But before we get into the text, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. Thank you so much for your word and its instruction. Thank you that we can pause and reflect and draw close to your heart in this time. And we pray, Jesus, that your spirit will be active and alive in this moment, teaching us, guiding us, bringing deeper understanding to your word that we might grow in grace and faith. Father, we love you, and we thank you as always for this time that we have with you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends. Well, here is Acts 20, 17 through 25. Now from my lettuce, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, you yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Well, this is a powerful conversation that Paul is having with the elders in the church at Ephesus. Now, because of the trouble that he got into earlier in Ephesus, he has invited these men to travel to him in Miletus. And so they do eventually arrive, and then Paul begins his conversation with them. And what he starts out with is a recounting of the events of his ministry among them in Ephesus, uh, the things that he did uh, for the sake of the gospel. And he says that from the first moment he set foot in Asia there in Ephesus, he served the Lord with all humility, with tears, and with trials that happened to him as the result of the plots of the Jews who were working against him. Now, the Jewish religious leaders in that area were actively working against Paul's ministry of the gospel in Ephesus. Um, they were stirring up trouble for him. Uh, the tradespeople were stirring up trouble for him because he took on uh, the uh, temple of uh, their uh, prophetess. And um, they uh, were not happy about that. <laughs> and so uh, their false goddess, uh, Paul, served notice and said, this is a false god. And you're proclaiming what you're proclaiming is false. And the God of the universe, I'm here to explain who that is to you and to reveal that 
that God to you in and through the person of Jesus Christ. And so Paul was in all kinds of trouble in Ephesus, but I love the heart with which he describes his ministry there with all humility. He came in innocently with a focus of sharing the gospel with tears. Uh, He loved these people and he loves the gospel of Jesus and he loves the Lord Jesus and he ministered with tears. That means he poured heart and soul into his ministry and with trials. He faced the trials and afflictions that came his way. In fact, he has grown to expect that everywhere he goes with the gospel, trials and afflictions await him. And he confirms that in verse 23 of this passage. And um, and he said all of these things happened as the result of the, the Jews' plots against him. He says in verse 20 something very strong. I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. And so he would go into the communities where God led him. He would immediately find the temple or the synagogue. He would begin teaching there. And then as invitation came for him to go into houses, he would go into houses and teach. And we've seen that process play out in several uh, chapters here in Acts. That was kind of his consistent practice, find the temple or the synagogue, be invited in to teach to those who were more curious and had more questions in their homes. And this was his practice, and that's exactly what he did there in Ephesus. And he did not shrink back. He did not He did not get wimpy. He did not um, get scared. He did not um, uh, shrink back in the face of the, the, the trials that came his way. No, he boldly declared the gospel. Uh, he says in verse 21 that his testimony in Christ was both to Jews and Greeks, and he preached repentance toward God and faith in Jesus Christ. And, and now he's telling them that he feels a strong leading and urging from the Holy Spirit to go into Jerusalem. It was his desire, as revealed in the last passage, to be there for the day of Pentecost. And he says very clearly, I don't know what to expect when I get to Jerusalem. I don't know if I will have more friends than foes or more, more foes than friends. I do not know what to expect, but this I do know, that in every city I've gone into, imprisonment and afflictions await me. Um, and the Holy Spirit testified to that truth within Paul. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit that informing him, like, there's going to be more trouble. There's going to be more challenges that would prepare Paul's heart to stay at it and to stay in the race and to not shrink back, to not grow weak in sharing his faith. Um, But this is the motivation that kept him going. Verse 24, so clear. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself. In other words, Paul had a loose grip on his life. He had poured his life out. He had allowed himself to be poured out for the gospel of Jesus Christ. He no longer valued his life as more important than anything else. (laughs) Now Jesus was more important than anything else. And so for his life to be poured out, for his uh, life to be sacrificed for the sake of the gospel was uh, was no... uh, sacrifice in the sense that Paul didn't value his life um, as this thing to be grasped, as this thing to protect and hold on to. He had given it up for Jesus, and now to sacrifice it for the ongoing work of the gospel was um, it was natural for him. It was exactly what his heart desired to do. Um, his great desire, his great motivation was that he might finish his course in the ministry that he received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Amen. (laughs) This was his passion. This was his 
aim. This was his spiritual ambition. This was the goal of Paul's life was to stay at it, to stay the course and continue witnessing to the gospel. And he goes on in 25, Behold, now I know that none among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. This is a departure speech. This is Paul saying goodbye uh, to the leaders of Ephesus. Uh, It was very clear to Paul that his ministry for the gospel very likely uh, would not only continue to bring about these earthly afflictions and imprisonment and things like that, these trials and hardships, but ultimately I think the Spirit was informing him to believe that his ministry for the gospel would cost him his very life. And he was saying goodbye to these leaders, these men who he had invested in, these Christian leaders who were leading the church in Ephesus, leading the charge in Ephesus, keeping the gospel alive. Uh, He was saying goodbye to them because Paul realized that his ministry would ultimately lead to his death. My friends, um, there's a sense in which uh, our ministry for Jesus must lead to a certain kind of death for us too. A death to allowing our own vision for our life to trump God's vision. A death to our own desires. A death to our own um, purposes. A death to whatever else we might uh, make our lives about. Uh, Because once we become followers of Jesus Christ, once we become devoted disciples of Jesus Christ, our lives should become devoted to the purposes and ways of God in the world. And that means before we do anything else, we say, Lord, what would you have me do? Before we do anything else, we say, Lord, is this the direction you're leading my life? Uh, God and his kingdom first. (laughs) Um, The world's kingdom is always coming at us, always competing for our attention, always competing for our devotion, and, and never seems to stop presenting us with options of things that we could devote our lives to. But one thing matters most, and that is we would devote our lives to the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ in the world. Among those that we encounter every day who are yet to know him as Lord and Savior, who the very witness of our lives may introduce Christ to. Well, my friends, thanks for taking time out of your day to study. There was a lot to chew on today, and I pray the Lord would continue to inspire you with his word as you consider these things. God bless, and we'll see you again tomorrow, Lord willing.